Hello, this is Catherine at I Know I Need to Stop Talking. Hello, loves, how are we all doing? It's sunny. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. I have lived my best life this afternoon in the beautiful, beautiful day. I was going to say, as has Jamie. I, I doubt very much that Jamie feels he's lived his best life this afternoon. So I said to him, it's a beautiful day, Jamie. Let's go out. Let's go for a walk. Let's go together, you and me. And he's a good boy. He said, yeah, okay. He said, how far will we go? And I said, oh, not too far. It won't be a really long walk, but let's just go and enjoy this beautiful day together. So we went out into the beautiful day and I had a vague recollection of doing a walk in the direction that we were walking previously. And I said, oh, we'll just walk down here because a little bit further on, there's something really interesting that I really want to show you. Now, you know, I have no sense of direction really at all. Yet it also turns out that I have no sense of distance whatsoever. So consequently, poor Jamie, the really quick little walk in the sunshine that he thought he was getting became almost 10 miles. Bless him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jamie. You're an you're absolute star. To be fair to him, he's a total, total trooper. And as I've said, I think before on here, Jamie, as a conversationist, when you're out walking, there is literally no better companion. We talked about fucking everything, like literally everything. My favourite Jamie topic of conversation as we're walking, and, and as with all the Jamie topics of conversation, I have no clue how this shit comes up. He was reminiscing, and I'd kind of forgotten this, you know when your kids do weird shit when they're younger, and then you just blank it from your mind? Well, this was up there with the weird shit. So he was reminiscing, he went, do you remember when I was used to get naked in the car? And I was like, what? And he's like, I did. And then I remembered, he really did. So for every car journey, basically anything longer than the school run. Jamie would get into the back of the car, into his car seat that he used back then, and I'd start driving. And we'd arrive at our destination, and he was absolutely fucking starkers every single time, without fail. It got to the point that if we were going somewhere where there'd be people coming to greet us, I'd be like, okay, we're going to pull over in a lay-by just before we get there, because I can't have you arriving to see Granny with your penis hanging out. So... And he stopped. He stopped being naked in the back of the car, thank God. So I said to him, what made you stop? He looked at me and he went, school trips. I was like, okay, please God, tell me you didn't get naked in the back of the coach on the school trip. No, he said, I didn't do that. But yeah, he used to always take his clothes off. I said, why? He said, it's a bit hot in the car. I suppose you can't argue with that really, can you? But yeah, thank thankfully he's stopped now, or, or I feel I feel questions would be questions would be asked. But yes, yeah, a beautiful, sunny, glorious Saturday. Lots of happy people doing happy things. Now we're allowed to do something slightly more glorious than staring at our own four walls. And the weather's decided to play ball for once as well, which is bloody marvellous. It's been a good day. It's been a really good day. It's it started for me in the most amazing manner. And those of you who've been on the blog will have seen the lovely, lovely, lovely lady who actually made me aware today, it was one year to the day today that she contacted me. And if you haven't already read, please go onto, onto Facebook and read it because she's written the most amazing blog post about her experience over the past 12 months, going from a place where she was very, very down and very, very low. And at the point that she felt actually she was going to take her own life. Now, she happened to comment on the blog on that Friday night when we, we were doing our Friday night check-ins and basically wrote to say she was really struggling and a number of people responded and said look is there anything that we can do and she and I subsequently messaged one another and I just did what what any of us would have done which is encourage her to get help and support and she I mean genuinely she's one of the strongest bravest people I think I've ever known she 
was just unbelievable. And I, and I kept checking in with her and she kept updating me on how she was doing. Anyway, 12 months on, not only is she not suicidal, she is living an amazing life with her amazing family. She has also now trained and has started working as a volunteer for the Samaritans in order to give back to the people that helped her most at the time that she was at her lowest. I literally sat and read her post this morning. I was like sobbing in my bed and, and I messaged her, I said, I'm sobbing. She said, I'm sobbing too. But oh my goodness me, if, you know, the, the internet gets a bad rap and, and often it's it's for very good reason. But if we can just between us change one person's life, even a little bit, if we can just change one person's day for the better, that's got to be worth it, hasn't it? That's got to be worth it. So she is amazing. If, if you're listening, I hope you know how proud I am of you. You are so strong. You are so amazing. And I know that you are going to go and give back so much to, to others who've who've been perhaps where you were were a year ago. So so yeah, yeah, an amazing, amazing start to the day. It's been a it's been a, a good day. A good day. I also posted this week about running. Oh, running always elicits strong views of people. And I thought it might be nice to do a podcast about running mainly because I can do a podcast about running while sitting on my ass and not fucking moving anywhere as opposed to running which is I mean it's like torture isn't it it's like torture so if you didn't see the post this week I was talking about the fact that after 20 years my love affair with lycra and a pair of running shoes it's over it's fucking over it's fucking over this is not one of those breakups where you're like oh but we could be so good together no it's fucking over you are dead to me and god my life is so much better without having you in it oh my goodness me I tried to run for 20 years. I mean, I'm not the fastest learner. It's a fair and valid point. But I did. I tried to learn to run because when I was sort of growing up and, and in my late teens, well, first of all, I came from a family where my dad was a runner. So my dad my dad was a very good runner when he was younger, when he was like, a, I think he still holds the schoolboy record in a small part of the United Kingdom because he was the last cohort to run a race that was run in yards. So I think he still holds the England schoolboys record for that. Yay, yay, daddy, well done you. But he he always went out running. He always went out running in the morning when I was living at home. And so it was kind of like, it was something that just people people did. My favourite running story, probably of, of my dad's ones, was when he, he ran a half marathon. I said, how was it? He said, it was bloody awful. I said, at least you got a medal at the end. He said, no, no, I didn't. Because it was sponsored by a fucking building company. I got half a brick round my neck at the end. And I said, well, I've never run a half marathon. Can't imagine wanting a brick round my neck at the end of it. He said, no, no, you don't. But yeah, he'd, he'd always, he'd always run. And so I, I can still remember, funny enough, my first ever run when I was, you know, kind of at that age where I'm like, okay, probably had better do something to improve my fitness other than lifting the remote control from the table to my hand and back again. So I went out for a run. And people running, if you see them from a distance, it looks quite easy. And I also think, you know, running, it's a bit like walking. It's like, you know, I think naively I just thought, well, my body will just do this. It'll just crack on and I'll kind of just be a bit of a bystander. So I was like, run, off you go. I also think, if I'm really honest, probably in my head, I used to watch athletics a lot when I was a kid. I loved the athletics. Wouldn't have loved running on global television in just my pants and a vest, but I love the athletics. So again, I think I probably thought that I had some untapped talents and I was going to turn out to be the, like the next Paula Radcliffe. Spoiler alert, I was not. So I went out this first time and I put on like my leggings and my, my t-shirt. I was like, right, I'm going for this. I'm a proper, proper runner. I think I was probably thinking about buying sweatbands, the ultimate running accoutrement. And I set out and the tiny village that I grew up in 
to walk or run around the tiny village is probably no it's about maybe about a mile i guess so i was like right i'll do this i'm probably at this point i'm probably thinking to myself i'll do laps i'll start with one i'll be up to 50 before the week's out i mean it fucking crucified me i was absolutely bollocksed and i did that thing everybody does when they first start running started off too fast chariots of fire music blazing in my ears da, 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 da. i was like this is easy da, 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 da. i am smashing this da, 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 da. there was like olympics in my sight and then i realized that i hadn't even got to the end of my road and then and then that the, the the breathing oh my god the breathing like your lungs are going to come out of your nose like <gasps> I mean, I'd never, I never thought of breathing as being something that anybody had to make any effort to do until I went out for a fucking run. So I'm like, <gasps> sounding like some phone pest as I'm, I'm running around the, running around the village. I, I thought it was going to die. I genuinely thought it was going to die. But I, I kind of got to the end, and I'd read, I'd heard like quite a lot of people talk about running, and they're like, well, you have to build up to it, and you'll get better. And this key phrase, this key phrase, you'll learn to love it. And that phrase. My listeners, that's why I tried to fucking learn to love it for 20 fucking years. And I can tell you now, I fucking hate it. I fucking hate every little thing there is about running. It literally brings me no joy whatsoever at all. No joy. And people, people, people who love running, and there's probably lots of you listening who love running. And, and genuinely, I don't want to put anybody off running because loads of people love it, right? And I guess we're, we're all different. But those people who loved running, and I think partly because if you do love anything, you want other people to love it as well. They, they'd enthuse so much and I'd be like, oh God, it's fucking awful, isn't it? And they're like, no, you're probably just, give yourself a break. You're probably running, running too fast, slow down. And I'm not being funny. If I slowed down anymore, I was going to be going, fucking backwards so that wasn't massively an option for me they're like you know run run with friends or or run on a different surface or or run more often but less distance or or do longer distances and i tried all of these fucking things for 20 years and i still fucking hate running but i persevered i genuinely persevered so i tried it and i hated it but i thought well you know the first time that i tried olives i didn't like those either actually they're another thing i've probably had a 20 year attempted love affair with olives I still don't really like olives. I do eat them because I feel one should set a good example to one's children. My children fucking love olives. Always have done. So yeah, I do eat olives, but maybe maybe that'll be the next thing I admit to myself. 20 years comes a point when I think it's okay to say, I don't really like this. But I kept going. I kept trying. I kept running. And then I went off to drama school when I was 18, went off to, to drama school. Now, when you're training to be an actor, if, you, if you're going to drama school, you're training to be an actor... Actors are very physically fit, and you don't always realise this when you're watching them on the TV and things, but pretty much all the professional actors that I know are incredibly physically fit, to the point my best friend, my best friend James, who works in the West End, he's the children's godfather, and he came to Jamie's leaving assembly when Jamie left primary school, and it was a boiling hot day, so he was wearing a, a vest top and some shorts. And I mean, James is ripped, like properly works out all the time. I mean, he's like muscle man. And so apparently all Jamie's mates were like, whoa, your godfather is hench. He is. Um, so yeah, I went off to drama school and they try very hard to make you get fit because you need to be fit as a professional actor. If you think back to your student days, you can see that we might have something of an issue here. On the one hand, you've got hardworking drama school staff going, okay, you lazy ass students, get up off your bottoms and get your fitness working and on the other hand you've got the lazy ass students who are very intent on doing nothing other than day drinking sitting on their asses and, and doing nothing at all we had the most oh my god i mean if you think running's bad we had the most horrendous class at drama school so unlike uni where you might get like i don't know two or three lectures a week at drama school you are in at eight 
every single day, five days a week, and you don't finish till six. It is full on. It is a full on regime. And we had the most horrific class, fondly called Bodycon, short for body conditioning. It was fucking awful. It was like running in a sauna with a rucksack of lead on your back while wanting to vomit out through your nose, which is kind of a theme with me in any, pretty much any, any physical exercise. Honestly, it was absolutely fucking awful. So try Bodycon, 8am, it was on a Thursday morning, it was 8am on a Thursday morning, we'd always go out on a Wednesday night, we'd always be absolutely hanging. The entire studio would stink of stale alcohol and possibly piss. I could have pissed myself in that. I'm not sure I would have known there was that much sweat. A very good friend of mine, I won't name him just in case he's listening. The sweatiest man I have ever known to the point that literally we'd get to the end of the session and round him would be a pool of sweat on the floor. I'm like, have you pissed yourself? He's like, no, it's sweat. I don't know which is worse, really. So yeah, so 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 bodycon was fucking awful. So to be fair, if you gave me a choice between running and bodycon on a Thursday morning at eight a.m. after a night on the piss, I'd probably take running. So so there we go. Maybe it's just a, a sliding scale. But I didn't do any running when I was at drama school. Didn't need to. Then after I left drama school and moved down to where I live now, a friend of mine. I can't remember how, I suspect it was a drunken bet. One of us came up with the idea of let's do couch to 5k. Everybody was doing couch to 5k. Everybody still is. I sometimes wonder how there's anybody left to do couch to 5k because I feel like every fucker that I know has been through couch to 5k at some point. And if you've ever done couch to 5k, which you will have done because every fucker in the world has done it, it's very nice and very gentle. I think like the first session you run for 30 seconds. And to be fair, if Couch to 5k had stayed at that, I think I might have learned to quite enjoy running. But no, you build up gradually till you can, in theory, run 5k. And then again, probably a um, some kind of drunken bet in between. Because our training regime for Couch to 5k, I mean, we did it. We were very good. We met regularly and we did our Couch to 5k. But outside of that, our training regime did mostly consist of going to the pub and getting very drunk indeed, whilst talking about all the reasons we were really happy not to be running. So I don't think in hindsight that helped us become the elite athletes. I think I was kidding myself that I was going to be. We, we once, we'd gone out on a Friday night, this was midway through our training regime, and we'd probably drunk at least a bottle of wine too many between us. And we came out of the pub and our taxi was out. I was like, oh, it's brilliant. It's earlier than I thought it was going to be. And we went and we opened the doors to get into the taxi and the taxi driver said, what are you doing? And we were like, it's our taxi. We gave our names. He said, look at the car and we looked at the car and we were very drunk I could just see like signage on the car and I was like yeah yeah taxi yeah we're just going to and I told told him our addresses and he went I'm an AA man girls so not the taxi we were hoping for then but I think probably on that night or another very similar night and I'm completely gonna blame my friend for this we somehow found ourselves signed up to enter Race for Life. And Race for Life is like the beginner's race. It's basically, it's it's absolutely brilliant. It's done by Cancer Research and it's all designed to raise money and awareness for cancer. So it is a fantastic, fantastic cause. I think it's great that it encourages loads of people to run who don't usually run and it's a very supportive environment. I think it used to be just women, but I think it might have expanded to to everybody now. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's a great, great event and a really, really brilliant cause. And I fucking hated it. Oh my goodness me, I've hated it. So I can remember, I feel like I can remember every single second of that fucking race. It was boiling. Of course it was boiling. Of course it was fucking boiling. If running generally is miserable, running in the sun is like, take that misery and crank it up another notch. And... I was really slow, really slow. So I was running 
I don't know, maybe it was like a 40-minute 5K, which I, I don't think... I mean, Paula Radcliffe, I think, probably would run a marathon in that time or something ridiculous. So, yeah, I was not, not going to be winning any competitions. But that's fine. And lots of people had talked about race day and the atmosphere and how actually that that kind of made it really worthwhile it was like you know you've got the atmosphere and you'll love it you'll love every second Catherine you'll, you'll be a runner you'll realize so I started race for life me and my friend had already made an agreement we weren't going to try and run together because the whole fucking thing was likely to be miserable enough so let's not try and spend it you know looking at each other's misery let's just get to the finish line and go for a fucking massive drink so we set off plodding around the course and and it was just and it was one of those horrible courses which I understand why course planners have to do this but it was one of those ones where you see the really fast runners basically running back past you and you're like oh my god I've still got all that way to go I did it against all odds I finished it and I had a split second when I crossed the line when I momentarily thought fucking hell this is brilliant and then I vomited on an old lady's foot and I still feel very bad about that now. I mean, her foot was in the way, but it wasn't really her fault. She probably wasn't expecting someone to come across the line and start puking out through their nose. But yeah, my body was just like, what the fuck have you done to me? What the fuck have you done to me? So yeah, my celebratory race photo was instead me crouched down puking on a, on a lady's shoe. I think it was a Clark's shoe. I'm really sorry if that was your shoe. I mean, I did. she was absolutely lovely about it. She was very nice. And I did sound terribly sorry, but yeah, I did feel did feel guilty. I think I got a medal. I don't think I cared. I, I, I did that usual thing of going, right, fuck that. I'm, I'm never running again. But I did. And this is where it starts to become inexplicable. I kept going. So even then, having done the training, having done the race, you might think, okay, Catherine, when you've done that, you've tried your best, you've got to the end, it hasn't worked out, give in with good grace. But no, because then came Parkrun. Now, Lots of people absolutely love Parkrun, and I am not here to knock Parkrun at all. I actually made some great friends through Parkrun. For the uninitiated, very briefly, Parkrun is an amazing free initiative that's been set up all around the UK. Effectively, it's a free, timed 5k run in various outdoor locations right around the country. There's Junior Parkrun now as well. It is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant initiative, and a friend of mine had done it. She absolutely raved about it. She said, you're going to love it. You're going to get back involved in it. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, it's a long time since I threw up on that, on that old woman's foot. Maybe my vomiting days are behind me. My vomiting days when running were not behind me. I think it was like my inaugural park run or maybe the one after. I think the first one I was just like, right, I just need to get round. Obviously, it was hideous, but I was like, okay, well, it's the first one. Next one, I was like, right, because the thing with parkrun is they give you a time each week, which is brilliant. If you if you want to know if you're improving, it's a great, amazing thing to do. I was like, right, I'm going to really push myself, beat that time from last week. Puked running up the fucking hill, didn't I? Puked out my nose. It was really, really unglamorous. And God love the man who's standing watching with his child, who looked appalled, like he'd seen some kind of massacre of some lion, of a giraffe in the Serengeti, as I was like there with all this like bile pouring out my nose. I'm such a catch. Um, he came running over with a water bottle and said, you look like you need this more than I do. And, and I wanted to do the polite British thing and say, no, no, I'm fine. But it was very clear I was very far from fine at that moment. I was basically wondering, shall I write my, my will in the dried mud on the ground here? Because I'm not sure I'm going to make it back to the top to be honest and then I a friend of mine has some very very competitive brothers they do a lot of running and I relayed this story back to them and she said to me what's well, good because so and so my brother he always says if you don't vomit when running you're not working hard enough so on in fact based on that and the ratio of times that I've puked while running I could be the best fucking runner ever I mean maybe I've been misjudged all this time probably not but but maybe 
so I kept trying. I kept going to parkrun and and kept hoping that I would be be better. That, that just that I would learn to love it. I was never in pursuit of a fast time. Like I say, these people going, oh, you know, be kind to yourself, slow down. I mean, parkrun has something called a tail runner, which is a lovely, lovely thing to do. Basically, means they run with the slowest person. I mean, at the point I realised, oh, shit, maybe the tail runner's going to overtake me. I just thought, I'm not not sure this is me. Took family members with me to parkrun. My dad, England schoolboys till they die. He smashed it, obviously, despite the fact, um, I think he had something of a hangover. He smashed it. Took my stepdaughter. She also smashed it. And I felt unduly proud of her when the, she rounded the final curve. She also puked all over her top and her mobile phone. So maybe, maybe it's like a family thing. Maybe it runs in the family. But yeah, it's it's a lovely, lovely, wonderful, community-spirited thing to do parkrun. And it did not make me like running anymore even slightly but yay if you're a parkrun volunteer yay because it is a brilliant brilliant thing to do so then I took to, to just going out running by myself because I thought well maybe the problem is people maybe I'm just you know maybe I'm like audience shy and that's that's what's causing all this maybe maybe I'll be better so I went out by myself ran into the side of a truck stationary truck fortunately I just because I always try to blank out the pegs I never really see very well when I'm running because it is everything's so hot and it's like black and blinding and I'm thinking is this it is this my last minute on the earth what a fucking way to go and so I was just kind of like I used to play my music really loud because that was the only thing that would well apart from the else it's it drowned out the sound of me being like <gasps> so it's quite good and again if you play stuff like chariots of fire you do feel a little bit like you might be in the olympics even when you are running headfirst into the side of a stationary truck so yeah I did that and then the final straw came when I was out running one morning hating it and it was really cold and I was running along a very flat surface with nothing in, in, in sight. And I just fell onto my own face. And I lay there for a moment in the grass. And there were people around, there were cars around. And I thought, however mortifying this is, and this is a mortifying moment. It was in the middle of sort of a town centre. This is a mortifying moment. However awful this is, it is still so much fucking better than how I felt 30 seconds ago when I was running. And that was it. That was it. I think that was the moment that I decided... I'm just not a runner. And and hey, like I say, no, no one could ever accuse me of being a quick learner. 20 years, 20 fucking years I tried. You'll learn to love it, they said. No, 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 I will not learn to love fucking running. I'm a fucking dreadful runner. But I am a brilliant walker. So the moral of this story is if you think running isn't for you, by all means keep trying. Do try something like a park run. They are lovely events. But if you still feel like your internal organs are about to come out through your eye sockets, Call it quits, love, and just go and have a nice walk instead. And if you like, I'll lend you Jamie. He'll tell you all about getting naked in the back of the car. That sounded weirder than I intended it to, but it's it's a far better experience than the, the hell, the hell which is going out for a run. And if you do love running, all power to you, all power to you. You must be fucking superhuman. Jamie is actually showing concerning signs of, of being a runner. He certainly doesn't follow in my footsteps even slightly. He had his, his, his running... Running moment to date was the year six sports day when he'd been put into the the long race. Oh, you can tell I'm a sports person, can't I? The long race, not the short race. The, the one where it goes round the track. I don't even know what that is. It's the longer race than the shorter races. Um, sports commentators, if you're looking for someone to come and come and cover your holiday leave, clearly I am the person. Anyway, he's doing the long long race, and he he actually hadn't wanted to do it. He had been like, oh no, I can't do this. And his amazing, amazing amazing teacher and this is just one of those examples where teachers genuinely can change lives said to him Jamie don't be so silly of course you can do it give it a go I believe in you and she said that to him I believe in you and he did it 
and he ran and he ran this race and again in my in my head still with the chariots of fire music playing because basically every time i see anybody running ever that is the, the the theme tune that plays and i stood with my friend v on chairs in the middle of the running thing what's it called we're in the middle of a field and there's a thing is it a, is it a line no a track fucking hell <laughs> i mean <laughs> with the benefit of hindsight the writing was on the wall the signs were all there for the reasons that i might not be a natural runner the track we stood on chairs in the middle of the track which we absolutely should not have been doing and it was very irresponsible of us and health and safety this is not a good thing to do okay health and dis- safety disclaimer over but we stood on chairs and we screamed and screamed for him the whole way around i'm not a competitive parent at all but right in that moment I so was. And he ran and ran. He didn't fall over. He didn't come last. And in fact, he finished second behind the fastest kid in the school. And oh my goodness, the look of pride on his face when he got his second place sticker. I nearly cried. I nearly cried. And not just because my hay fever was fucking dreadful from standing in the middle of that fucking field. So proud. So proud. So maybe he can take on the, maybe he can take on the, the running baton. So yeah, running, not for me, not my thing. I mean, in, in other joyous tales, obviously we're, we're back to school this week, which is, which is great. I'm looking forward to my children going back to school and being educated by somebody far more learned and patient than I am. Fucking school uniform. I'm a big fan of school uniform. I'm a big fan of kids looking smart at school. But I mean, I'm not being funny. Jamie's grown out of his trousers in two weeks. They're like flapping around his ankles. I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you keep growing? They just keep, they just keep getting bigger, don't they? I said, well, you'll just have to like style it out, mate, and just pretend, pretend it's the new fashion for this term. He looked mortified. So he's going to be doing that. And then I have the the challenge of, of Beth. God love her. So she has a summer uniform and a winter uniform. Obviously, we're going into the summer uniform. Yeah, Beth doesn't like it. Not only does she not like it, she's genuinely appalled by it. And it's just like a, it's a standard summer uniform, right? It's a gingham dress. It's nothing completely outrageous like the straw fucking boater that I had to wear when I was at school. So I'm like, check yourself. This could be a lot worse. She came downstairs last night. I said, go and try it on, see if it fits. Because based on Jamie's uniform, it only certainly, almost certainly won't. She came down with it. I mean, I bought that uniform at the start of last year. She wore it, I think, for two days and then obviously winter uniform and then lockdown. So she's not worn it since. Yeah, she's pretty much grown out of it. I was like to me, it's fine. doesn't matter if it's a little bit, little bit short, little bit short. It's indecent. She put it on. She said, she said, well, I've got to wear this. And I said, it's the school's policy. It's the school uniform. She said, I look awful. And she just looked absolutely appalled. And then she went upstairs. I found her sending messages to all of her mates with pictures of herself in this dress going, I can't believe I have to wear this. I said, so you have to wear it. You have to wear it on Monday. Well, I'm not going to. She said, I said, what are you going to wear? She's like, something else. So I'm really, really looking forward to that battle on Monday morning. Fuck my actual fucking life. So yeah, that's going to be a treat for the start of this week, but then great excitement because like lots of you, I am heading back to the hair salon on Thursday, getting my extensions put back in. It's probably going to take even longer than the three hours it took Mr. I know I need to stop talking to me to take them out because we're inept and I don't care. I've missed my extensions absolutely fucking loads. They are, they are my little treat to me. So I'm very much looking forward to doing that. And I hope it's a funny time. It is a funny time. You know, there's people excited about restrictions lifting. There are people who are scared. There are people who are still working on the front line and, and working in the heat of the pandemic. But I hope truly that you genuinely get to do something really lovely for you this week whether that's sitting with your mates in the garden going for a lovely walk or even if you're fucking mental going for a run and if you are all proud to you try not to vomit on any old lady's feet that's my that's my top running tip for today 
don't vomit on anybody and particularly not old ladies' feet. But look after yourselves. Have lovely, beautiful weeks and I'll see you all next week. Take care. Lots of love. Bye-bye.